The pandemic is accelerating. More than 150,000 new cases of COVID-19 were reported to WHO yesterday, the most in a single day so far. Almost half of those cases were reported from the Americas, with large numbers also being reported from South Asia and the Middle East. The world is in a new and dangerous phase. Many people are understandably fed up with being at home. Countries are understandably eager to open up their societies and economies. But the virus is still spreading fast. Continue maintaining your distance from others. Stay home if you feel sick. Keep covering your nose and mouth when you cough. Wear a mask when appropriate. Keep cleaning your hands. We continue to call on all countries to focus on the basics. Find, isolate, test, and care for every case. Trace and quarantine every contact. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Today is Wednesday, June 24th, 2020. Uh, The words there were from WHO director Tedris, warning about how the pandemic is definitely accelerating worldwide. And the coronavirus is here to stay, ladies and gentlemen, and it's not going anywhere. Um, Unless you've been living under a rock, we never even really stomped it out in the United States. You know, like obviously we're not seeing the same levels of hospitalizations and deaths that we were seeing at the peak in March and April, like in New York City, for example, or Boston or any of the major cities on the east or the west coast. But all we really did was plateau. You know, I was listening to somebody, uh, somebody with a scientific or a medical background like a respectable person <clears throat> that were saying the other day, I think it was Gupta, the, the CNN, the CNN MD, the CNN doctor that's always on there um, talking about the virus and giving information. He said that <clears throat> it, uh, there was so much emphasis on quote unquote, flattening the curve in the U S that, that that's all everybody really focused on was just flattening the curve and there was never really an effort to just stomp out the virus. There was never still to this day, we don't have mass contact tracing ability because I don't think Americans will allow it to happen. I mean, personally, I wouldn't really want it to happen, but at the same time, I consider myself more egalitarian. So whatever's best for the benefit of society, whatever's going to be best for the most amount of people is the position that I'm going to be most inclined to lean towards. <clears throat> and so with that being said, it's not, it's not looking like that's going to be something that's going to be, be able to be done in the United States. I mean, fuck people are literally turning wearing masks into a political issue. I've, I've seen countless videos. Uh, you guys have probably heard of Costco, Kevin, Basically, uh, I'm not sure what state this was in, but this guy goes into a Costco, you know, and um, he doesn't have a mask on. So a manager approaches him and says, sir, you need to wear a mask. And he's like, well, I woke up in a free country and I'm not doing that. I'm not wearing one. And this, this Costco manager grabs this guy's fucking cart 
and then takes it and says, sir, you're no longer welcome in our warehouse. Fucking awesome. Like straight up gangster shit. Just like shit like that all the time. I mean, you keep on seeing videos of Karens and just, just regular people getting into fights because they don't want to wear a mask. Um, it, it, it's just ridiculous. Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just not seeing it as much other places, but I feel like in America, this is especially a problem. Like in other countries around the world, you just, it seems like people just kind of have a common understanding that we, this is just something that we need to do. Like nobody wants to wear masks. Nobody wants to be in a worldwide pandemic. Obviously nobody wants to deal with all this death and suffering and this record high unemployment and something that most people that are alive on earth today have never had to deal with ever. Nobody wants to deal with that, but it's just something that we, it's a reality. It's just something that we have to face. And so, you know, being asked to wear a mask is really not that big of a price to pay, especially, uh, we, we never, I talked about this in the last podcast, but we never had a real lockdown in the United States. Like, I, I'm sorry. We never did. You know, people keep on saying that, Oh, like, thank God we're finally out of quarantine. Thank God. Like we're able to do shit now. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, they, they closed down some shops. They closed down some businesses. A couple of people, I mean, people had to cancel their vacations and shit, but there was no serious like coordinated lockdown effort. Like, come on and spare me with that fucking garbage. Okay. So specifically with the coronavirus in the United States, um, like I said, all we really did was plateau. There was just a, uh, a consistent effort just to flatten the curve because that's what we were constantly told by media figures. That's what we were constantly told by medical experts, but we got to do much better than that. The United States is supposed to be on the front lines of medical and scientific innovation. You know, we believe it or not, we were actually the country that was rated as most equipped to prepare for a worldwide pandemic before all this shit happened. And now look where we're at. We're number one for sure. We're number one in cases and deaths by far. We have now over 120,000 deaths in this country and climbing. So the numbers particularly are increasing very quickly in my home state of California, Texas, Florida, Arizona, 26 states in general have cases that are going up. And it's not, it's not just attributed to um, them testing more. Yeah, that, that's part of it, but the hospitalizations are up too. And that, that doesn't attribute to that. So we're actually seeing levels of hospitalization that we didn't see during the peak back in March and April. Um, so like, basically it's, it's just changing gears. It's just switching regions. So like in the beginning, like I said, you had outbreaks on the East coast, uh, particularly New York and then on the West coast, like out in Seattle, um, in, in the Bay area, uh, Los Angeles is still getting hit pretty hard, but yeah. And, and then now it's, it's shifting. So it's in, it's in the, it's in the Sunbelt States. It's in the Southeast. It's, it's rapidly shifting. And then people are just refusing to wear masks. People are, uh, it's young people predominantly that are spreading this too. I'm sorry, but like people in my generation, millennials too, uh, Gen Z and millennials are being fucking selfish, dude. Like I get it guys. I, I get being locked up in your house for like a couple months. You've been dying to go to a bar. You've been dying to, you've been dying to party and all this shit. But dude, like you gotta be fucking smart. Stop. 
I've seen so many videos where there's just absolutely no social distancing. Nobody's wearing masks. This is crazy. Like we're in the middle of a pandemic, guys. We didn't solve this. We don't have a vaccine. There's no there's no treatment. Like we need to stop fucking partying like it's 1999 and get back to reality or otherwise like people are going to continue dying. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Okay, so besides coronavirus, I also wanted to talk about actually no no no, one more point about coronavirus real quick. Sorry guys. <laughs> this hits me hard because I like to travel. Um and I'm sure a lot of my listeners like to travel and a lot of people just like travel around the world in general. But they haven't been able to because of this virus and it's going to be even longer because the European Union decided yesterday Look, America's response to the pandemic has been so chaotic and so fucked up that we're going to we're probably going to have to bar Americans from coming into the EU maybe the entire summer. Like, you know, they're going to take they're going to take that major economic punishment because millions of Americans come to Europe every single summer, but guess what? They can't take that. They can't take the risk that Americans are going to come into their countries and they're going to spread the virus to their, their citizens. They're just not willing to do that. They're not willing to do that just for economic value and just for money. Our country has got to get their fucking shit together. And I firmly look at this pandemic as just kind of like ripping off the Band-Aid, exposing how America was just a flat-out failed state long before this. Major problems long before this pandemic. And this just revealed it. This just emphasized it. Okay. <clears throat> so now um, I had a few other topics that I was prepared to talk about for this podcast. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard the other day. The Arctic hit 100 degrees. You're hearing that correctly. 100 point... Yeah, it was 100.4 degrees Fahrenheit or 38 degrees Celsius, obviously uh, for the first time ever in recorded history. This was in a Siberian town above the Arctic Circle. Yes, that Siberia, the one that's constantly frozen, the one that's supposed to be cold year-round. Um, so I, I saw that the average temperatures right now for this time of year is supposed to be something like in the seventies, like low seventies, like 72, 73 degrees. So it verified this would be the hottest temperature ever recorded above the Arctic circle. Like I said, this is, this is one of the coldest places on earth. They're regularly recording temperatures 60 below zero in the winter time. Also, um, I don't know if you guys remember, but last summer there were massive forest fires that were burning in Siberia in the boreal forest regions, um, <clears throat> releasing massive amounts of CO2 into the atmosphere, blanketing um, towns in Russia and across Eastern Europe with smoke. And it's happening again now. Wildfires in the Arctic are burning again. Uh, there might be more now. I wrote this a couple of days ago, but there are 31 active fires so far that have burned nearly a million acres of forest in the Sakha Republic region of northern Russia. These are dire signs for our planet, guys. The Arctic is heating up twice as fast as other places on the planet. 
we're continuing to see massive outbreaks of forest fires, continuing to see copious amounts of CO2 dumped into the atmosphere. This is a disaster. Um, you know, go, going going back to the, the coronavirus pandemic issue, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but below the uh, the Arctic soil, it, it's called permafrost. Basically, it's a it's a permanent frozen layer of soil. Below that, there are ancient viruses, like that human beings have never seen before. Human beings have never been exposed to them before. And as temperatures around the world keep on um, increasing in temperature, the um, the permafrost is melting which means these viruses are starting to rise to the surface. I think last year there was a major outbreak of anthrax, like an ancient strain of fucking anthrax that killed off some reindeer. Uh, Let me look that up real quick so I can give you guys a little bit more information. I don't know. I can't find anything on it right now, but I know there was a there was a major outbreak of some ancient disease like up in the in the northern latitudes, like way up north, like in the Arctic. And like I said, these are just not good signs for our planet. Like literally a hundred degrees in the Arctic, even for one day. I I don't, you know, me as a civilian, you guys listening to this as civilians, we can't really comprehend even what the impact of a one hundred degree is. A 100 degree day is in the Arctic. Like, wow. Like, within our lifetime, we're literally going to see the Arctic Ocean ice free during the summer. We're, we're witnessing massive changes on our planet in addition to this pandemic, in addition to massive unemployment, in addition to, you know, <laughs> world stability constantly being threatened. There's climate change there bearing down on us, you know. The lockdowns around the world helped. That prevented a lot of CO2 from going into the atmosphere. But it all went to waste because as soon as the lockdowns were lifted, everybody uh, went back to work. You know, the the machine kept on going on. The machine kept on marching. Uh, Still pouring tons and tons of carbon into the atmosphere um, with the highest reading ever. I think it's now, yeah, 417 parts per million. Okay. So, <laughs> all right, something a little less serious now. Dude, let's talk about uh, Trump's rally disaster the other day. Holy shit. Okay, so for those of you that don't know, this was Donald Trump's first rally since March because of the coronavirus outbreak. And he held it in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And <laughs> the administration... The Trump administration kept on bragging about the crowd size, you know, kept on bragging about how there were going to be tons of people there and there were going to be, uh, I think, I think this, there's going to be, a, uh, there'd be 19,000, which was the full capacity of the stadium. But there was also, they also said there were going to be tens of thousands of people waiting to get inside outside. And it's the BKO arena, which is in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And instead of selling 19,000 tickets, 
He sold about 6,200, and we can thank that to TikTok teens and K-pop fans, which conducted a prank where basically uh, through social media, through TikTok, they would reserve all of these tickets and say they were going to go, and then nobody had any real plans of fucking showing up. So the Trump administration took this as, oh my God, look at all these people that are trying to show up. Look at all these people that are trying to come. So they're, of course, bragging about the crowd size because you know Trump is majorly into ratings. He's majorly into that because he's an insecure fuck. And so 6,200 people ended up showing up out of the 19,000, and it was complete and utter embarrassment for the president. You could see, you could see how pissed off he was on his face, like visually annoyed and just like, wow. Like, I don't, I don't think this election is going to be close. Um, But again, you know, that's what they said in 2016. That's what all the experts said. That's what all the polls said that Hillary Clinton was just going to, you know, rip Donald Trump a new asshole. But I think it was it was much different then. I, you know, things were relatively okay in the United States, so we were more looking for an outsider. Um, now uh, we're dealing with multiple crises in the country. You know, we're dealing with a pandemic. We're dealing with massive unemployment. We're dealing with nationwide protests over police brutality. Uh, so we're dealing with climate change. So many different things. So one crisis after another. And generally in times of crisis, crisis, Americans do not look towards a bombastic outside type leader. They look more towards the leader that they view as reserved and calm and able to lead in a crisis. Because, I mean, Trump can... Trump can get people to listen to him, but if there's one thing that he definitely can't do, he cannot navigate through a crisis. Holy fucking shit. Like, that's never been more apparent. I mean, like, we've all known that all along. Anybody on the left knew that this guy was completely incapable of handling any of this shit. But, yeah, so especially with the 2020 election, I think people are going to be much more inclined to go with Biden. And, you know, he might not even need to capitalize on the youth vote. I expect this election probably to have very low youth turnout, and he's he's really not even going to need it. He's probably just going to continue to go with his his coalition of <clears throat> suburbanites um, and older people that are just going to stick with them, uh, the, you know, the resistance movement that are going to take out Trump. And yeah, I I don't think this election is going to be close, guys. I hope it's not. I I want this fucking guy out of office so bad. But we'll continue to see because we've been shocked before. Um, Oh, yeah. I wanted to say a little bit more about Trump's rally. So if you guys just think about this concept, um, you know, Trump supporters are obviously not the brightest. I, I wouldn't consider them the brightest people, but, you know, maybe there is an actual distinct possibility that a lot of people didn't show up to his rally because they were genuinely afraid of contracting the virus. (laughs) And they were like, you know, look, I support Trump. I support his messages, his policy, but I am not, at the end of the day, I'm not willing to go there and risk my health or my family's health to do it. And, 
you know, I don't know. I could be wrong, but I, I think that's that's pretty interesting. And now I think today, yeah, today he's holding a rally. He's planning on holding a rally in Phoenix, Arizona. Arizona, like I said before, is currently experiencing a massive outbreak of COVID-19. And indoor rallies where people are predominantly not wearing masks, very close together, shouting, yelling, is a perfect breeding ground for COVID-19. And at the at the rally in Oklahoma, Trump already had six staffers test positive for the virus. That doesn't include all the people that attended, <laughs> you know, all all the people that were just fans of him that attended that are certainly certainly somebody spread it there. Certainly somebody had it. There, there's no way that nobody did. So, you know, this is going to continue to happen. Trump is going to continue to put his ratings and his ego above human lives. And more and more Americans are going to die and suffer at the hands of this corrupt and evil fucking administration. Okay, guys, with all that being said, I wanted to switch gears and talk about mental health a little bit. I wanted to share some mental health tips during the pandemic. Obviously, 2020 has been an extremely rough year for many people. With the coronavirus pandemic skyrocketing unemployment, millions have been thrown off of their normal routines Their jobs, income, and loved ones have been very negatively affected. There's another threat, though, one that's entirely invisible that hasn't been talked about enough. Mental health is suffering across the United States and the world. With everything going on, it's easy to feel highly overwhelmed, but I want you guys to know that there are some things that you can do to mitigate the stress. I'm going to share a few tips with you right now. And I just want you to listen to them and hopefully implement them into your own lives. Consistency. It helps to keep a schedule or routine to gain control. Exercise. Accept that there are events that we cannot control. Unplug. Prepare. Most importantly, understand that you're not dealing with this alone. All right, guys. With that being said, I'm going to cap off this episode with a bong hit. I really appreciate all of you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening. Everybody stay tuned for episode 13. Have a good rest of your day.